Welcome, everyone, to the Ready for the Draft podcast. I am your host, Greg Schutz. This is episode 19 of the 2022 podcast series, where we take a look at the draft-eligible prospects and get you ready for the NFL draft set to begin April 28th in Las Vegas, Nevada. That's right. We're just about a month away from the NFL draft. Hard to believe it's already on our doorstep. Now, episode 18, we started diving into free agency and what the, the ter- current free agent landscape has done to the NFL draft and really what what to expect from each of the AFC teams. Now in episode 19, we're going to transition to the NFC. Take a look at some of the winners and losers within free agency and really what that means for the draft. Now, since our last podcast, which is just a couple of days ago, there was a blockbuster trade. Deshaun Watson finally on the move. And what's crazy is this all went down Deshaun Watson going to Cleveland after it was said that Cleveland was out of the running. This was after Baker Mayfield had requested a trade. This was after Cleveland denied Baker Mayfield's request for that trade. But then Deshaun Watson decides on his team of choice. It's not Atlanta and it's not New Orleans who were thought to be the top two teams, it was the Cleveland Browns. And so then the trade happens. We now have three first-round picks headed to Houston in exchange for Deshaun Watson. So you look at Nick Casario. He not only has the number three overall pick in this year's draft, but he also has the 13th overall pick. Cleveland now. Baker Mayfield is going to get his wish. He will get a trade. Kobe Brissett was brought in to be Deshaun Watson's backup. So now, officially, the Baker Mayfield era is over in Cleveland. And the question then becomes, where does Baker Mayfield go? I think Atlanta has to figure out what's going to happen with Matt Ryan. Can you smooth things over after you nearly traded uh, a lot of assets to bring in Deshaun Watson? Um, So is Atlanta a viable option? I think really the, the big target right now is Indy. What's going to happen in Indianapolis right now? Uh, is it going to be Jimmy G? Is it going to be Baker Mayfield? We know with, with Carson Wentz being traded to the Washington Commanders, they need a quarterback. They need someone under center. I think whether it's Jimmy G or Baker, I think Indy's going to end up making a trade and getting it done. Um, you know, It's going to be interesting to see who Chris Ballard and Frank Reich really target uh, in the, the trade market. So then there's Carolina. You know, Carolina's another option. Sam Darnold, what's interesting is Baker Mayfield, the number one overall pick. Sam Darnold was the number three overall pick. Carolina could be on the market for a quarterback. And then there's the Seattle Seahawks. They they traded uh, traded away Russell Wilson to Denver. They brought in Drew Locke. Is there also the possibility that Baker Mayfield could be a Seattle Seahawk? I think those are some of the teams, you know, some intriguing storylines. It's still going to be interesting to see how all of that plays out. But that's really a conversation for another day. Let's jump into the NFC and really take a look at how this free agency has impacted the draft. So we're going to start with the NFC East. And when you start with the NFC East, obviously, we've got to talk about the Dallas Cowboys, first and foremost. And when you look at what's happened with the Cowboys, I think the biggest 
surprise, if you will, was the, you know not really the, the trade of Amari Cooper, but where he went. He's going to Cleveland. Now you've got Deshaun Watson to Amari Cooper. That's a, a formidable one-two punch there. You know, really, you know, go-to combination. So Amari Cooper's gone. Cedric Wilson is gone. Now that means CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup are your one-two punch at the receiver position, along with James Washington, who they pick up from Seattle. Really, James Washington's kind of underachieved in Pittsburgh. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see if he can kind of resurrect his career in Dallas. I think the the, the Cowboys now are going to need to target another receiver. Noah Brown, Simi Fajoko, TJ Vasher also on the roster, but... You know, those guys don't really move the needle. I think Dallas is going to have to find another receiver to fit in with this group. Um, you know, at the tight end position, Dalton Schultz was brought back. So he'll be back there for one more season. Um, you know, but then you're, you're, you're looking at, you know, who's going to be the backup there. You have Sean McCown, uh, Ian Bunting. I think you're going to see them target a tight end as well in the draft at some point. Uh, but really the, the most interesting piece has really come in the in the form of the offensive line. And we knew that this was going to be an area where the Dallas Cowboys were going to be targeting, uh, you know, really in the, in the draft. That's kind of what we were expecting, whether it's Zion Johnson, uh, who has five position versatility and could very well come off the board in the top 20 picks before Dallas picks at 24. Kenyon Green's another option, a guy who's played both tackle and guard for the, the Texas A&M Aggies. I mean, and especially, you know, you're looking at Lyle Collins, who ultimately uh, was let go. He's been signed since by, by the Cincinnati Bengals. Another move that's happened since our last podcast. Uh, but, you know, you look at Terrence Steele, the emergence there. I think Terrence Steele has, is going to get the first crack at, at that right tackle position. They're probably going to be looking more for a swing tackle, if you will. But then you look at that guard spot. You, know, you have Connor McGovern and, and Zach Martin. Uh, Connor Williams is on his way to Miami. So do you target a guard? I think that could very well be where Kenyon Green or Zion Johnson, if either of them are available, that, that's really where you could see them fall at, at this point. Um, when you look at at the rest of the offense, obviously you know, you've got Zeke and Tony Pollard there at the running back position. Corey Clement was was brought in. He's a free agent. I don't see him being brought back. Uh, you know, Dak Prescott obviously is is your uh, Pro Bowl quarterback. I, so I, I think really offensively, you need to get another receiver in there that can make an impact along with Lamb, Gallup, and Washington. Uh, you know, the offensive line. You know, I, I think Zion Johnson makes a lot of sense. Kenyon Green, somebody that has that positional versatility. Uh, and then, really, I, I think that the target most often is going to be on that on the defensive side of the football. You know, we already know that Randy Gregory uh, turned down an offer, uh, the same offer that he got from the Denver Broncos, ends up going to Denver. And uh, in his place is Dante Fowler Jr., and, and Dante Fowler, you know, a guy who you know had a had a decent season there with the Rams. He goes to the Falcons and, and struggles uh, to really put a lot of pre pressure on the quarterback. You know, so he's going to be the guy right now that's going to be targeted to uh, help Demarcus Lawrence put some pressure on the quarterback. I think this is probably another area where, if it's not going to be an offensive lineman, it's going to be a pass rusher. I, I think you still need to uh, get some help there with, with Demarcus Lawrence. Look, when Micah Parsons when you're moving him between end and linebacker. We know that he was the, the super rookie coming in out of Penn State. 
You need to get another pass rusher, though. So whether that's George Karloftis there in round number one, there are going to be guys there on, on day two as well that you could potentially target. Um, so I think that's going to be uh, one area that they definitely look at. You look at the defensive line, uh, you know, you've got a, a lot of young guys up front, Tristan Hill, Neville Gallimore, Osa Odigazua. You know, I don't know that they're really going to be targeting the, the D-line, but that linebacker position is one where, if nothing else, you're going to need to get some depth. So you know you've got Micah Parsons. Leighton Vander Esch was re-signed. Ke Keanu Neal is a free agent. He said that he wants to play safety, uh, really kind of go back to that position. So uh, Jabril Cox is going to get the first chance to uh, start in his place. But I, I think there's a, an opportunity there to also target a linebacker uh, you know, in the first uh, two days of the draft. Uh, and there are plenty of, of guys that are going to be out there that you could target on day two of the draft. Um, when you look at the linebackers, uh, you know, even even on day three, I mean, whether it's, you know, Brian Asamoah uh, to uh, you know, Leo Chanel is more of an inside backer. But, um, you know, there, there are guys to be had, um, you know, some, some guys that you could target, you know, Drake Jackson, really more of a, a 34 outside linebacker, but still a guy that you could potentially look at. Uh, you know, Leo Chanel, guy that mostly plays inside, but could potentially bounce him outside. Um, you know, and, and so it's going to be interesting to see exactly how, you uh, you know, in which direction Dallas decides to go uh, in, in the first two days of that of, of the draft. But when you look at the cornerback position, you know Anthony Brown, Trevon Diggs, Jordan David or Jordan Lewis, Kelvin Joseph. You know, I think you're set there at the corner position. Safety though is going to be an interesting one. Malik Hooker was re-signed. Demonte Casey, Jaron Curse, uh, both free agents may not come back. I think safety is going to be that other position to watch out for with, with Dallas. You know, if Dallas doesn't bring anybody in, that's going to be one that you're going to really be looking at. And uh, you know, that safety position on day two, uh, obviously you're going to be talking about guys like like Daxton Hill and Jaquan Brisker. Uh, Jalen Petrie is another name to, to to get used to as well. Uh, you know, you're going to be looking for some of those, those strong safety. You know, Brian Cook out of Cincinnati is a guy that I think you can see them targeting. At, same with Nick Cross. Nick Cross just has the feel of a, of a Dallas Cowboy prospect. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how, how all of this plays out. But offensively, I think receiver, tight end, O-line, specifically that guard position, also a swing tackle. And then defensively, got to get you know shore up that pass rush get another pass rusher in there in the first two rounds of the draft if you're not going George Karloftis uh, as I mentioned earlier then uh, you know maybe an Arnold Ebiketti um, at a Penn State uh, you know it could be a guy that you're going to look to target there in round number two possibly even have to trade up to get him Boye Mafi out of, out of Minnesota could come off the board in round one. If he's sitting there on day two, I'd, I'd see if I could trade up and get him. There's Myjay Sanders, Cameron Thomas, uh, so uh, Sam Williams. So there are going to be other names uh, on day two, but I think Dallas has to come away with at least one pass rusher. And then obviously linebacker and safety are going to be the other two positions that Dallas will be targeting uh, in the draft. And, and honestly, I, I think they probably look you know, defense heavy, um, you know, depending on how comfortable they are with the, with the offensive line. Um, you know, you may go offensive line in round one and then shore up, you know, those three positions on defense. Moving on to the New York football giants and, you know, Brian Dable coming in, um, you know, brings in Tyrod Taylor as his backup quarterback. 
uh, to pair up with, with, with Daniel Jones. This is really a put-up-or-shut-up year for, for Daniel Jones. Uh, Saquon Barkley uh, still wearing a Giants uniform, may still be traded, may not. Uh, but you look at that wide receiver position. You know, Obviously, if Saquon Barkley's on the move, then running back becomes a, an area of concern. I, I think you know with the Giants, they're sitting with, with two first-round picks at, uh, at number five and number seven. Uh, they're not going to target a running back there, but I think on day two, you can see the Giants potentially, you know, whether it's Brees Hall, uh, you know, Kenneth Walker the third, um, you know, Isaiah Spiller. They're going to be looking for a running back at some point, even if Saquon is still on the roster. Uh, Devontae Booker, a free agent there. Uh, you know, receiver, you know, you look at Kenny Galladay, uh, you know, just 521 yards receiving this past season, uh, you know, just not going to cut it. John Ross is a free agent. You know, he, he didn't really pan out the way that they were expecting. Uh, Sterling Shepard battled injuries. Kadarius Toney couldn't stay on the field. Darius Slayton still, to me, is more of just a vertical threat than anything else. So th there are a lot of question marks at that wide receiver position. So uh, is it out of the realm of possibility that the, the Giants go with a receiver at number seven? No. I think there's a chance that you could see them go either Garrett Wilson or uh, you know, possibly Drake London. Although, when you look at Kenny Galladay, you're getting another big-bodied receiver. I think Garrett Wilson would be the play there at number seven. Although, when you look at things on day two, there are plenty of receivers that they could end up targeting. Um, so I, I don't know that you would want to go ahead and, and get a receiver in in round one. I know that there are a lot of mocks that are out there that are targeting uh, a receiver for them. And when you think about John Mechie and, and Sky Moore, uh, you know those are two names that come to mind. George Pickens, um, he, you know, and, and Alec Alec Pierce, uh, Wandale Robinson. Um, you know, Jalen Tolbert, Christian Watson is, is another guy to really look out for. You know, and he's 6'4", 208, so he is a bigger body guy, but that 4'3", speed, that's something that I, I think is really turning heads right now, and he's going to be a guy that's moving into those, you know, moving up boards. Calvin Austin, you know, he's, he's a smaller guy, um, and, and I think he does a lot of the same things that Kadarius Tony does, so I don't see him being a viable option for the Giants, but there are going to be options for a receiver for the Giants on day two. Tight end position, another one that you're really going to have to look at. Uh, you know, Evan Ingram, uh, no longer on the roster, you know, uh, signed by, by the Jacksonville Jaguars. They did bring in Ricky Seals-Jones, but this is a deep tight end class. Expect the, the Giants to target a, a tight end. Fourth, fifth round, there's a lot of depth at that tight end position, so I, I can see the Giants targeting a tight end there. Um, and then, obviously, let's get to the offensive line. I mean, good Lord. You know, th this is an offensive line that, that struggled mightily. Uh, Will Hernandez, Matt Skura, uh, Billy Price, all free agents. Nate Solder as well at, at offensive tackle. Um, you know, they brought in Mark Lewinsky, which is a good start. Uh, John Feliciano as well from the Bills to play center. Um, you know that Andrew Thomas is going to be playing one of the tackle positions. Um, Solder likely not asked back. Matt Parrott is not ready um, to play the other tackle position. So I think the Giants sitting there at five or seven, they have to target an offensive lineman. If Iki Aquanu or Evan Neal happen to fall to them at number five, I think yeah, you, you have to pull the trigger and get your offensive lineman to shore up that, that O-line with Andrew Thomas. Um, at number seven, chances are by, by that point, if you go with, say, a, you know, a pass rusher at number five, and we'll, we'll talk about why in just a minute, but if they, if they target a pass rusher at five, then at number seven, you have to hope that Carolina doesn't go with Charles Cross because then you can end up targeting Cross potentially at number seven overall. So those are some of the, the things to, to see you know, potentially play out. But I, I definitely think that they have to target a tackle with one of those two picks. 
Now we get to the defense, and I mentioned that pass rusher. And uh, obviously, Aziz Ojolari has been a force for them. Um, you know, great pickup in last year's draft, second round pick out of Georgia. Um, but they need to put pressure on the quarterback. That's another area where they struggled. Um, you know, Leonard Williams up front. Um, you know, they bring in. Uh, you know, well, they, they lost Austin Johnson. And uh, Danny Shelton, the nose tackle, is, is also a free agent. Dexter Lawrence is there uh, at defensive end. So really the question is going to be, you know, and I've seen, you know, Jordan uh, Davis out of Georgia, you know, obviously 6'6", 341, move, movement skills for days. Uh, he's not necessarily the, the pass rusher that Dontari Poe is. So I don't know that I could justify a top 10 pick for Jordan Davis. So really, you know, I, what I would like to see is the Giants potentially target Travis Jones on day two at, at that nose tackle position. And, and, you know, talk about a guy with heavy hands. This is a guy who I think is going to, uh, you know, wreak some havoc on the interior of, of, of offensive lines, and, and, you know, for, for years to come. Uh, but you look at Lorenzo Carter, who's a free agent. We haven't gotten much much help in the pass rush from O'Shane Zimenez, uh, you know, Quincy Roche. So I, I think you have to get that 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 pass rusher, whether it is you know a, a Kayvon Thibodeau, you know, there's a good chance that he might be available, or you decide to go with with Travon Walker. And then with Walker, what you could do is you have Dexter Lawrence, you have Lauren, uh, Leonard Williams, and then you put Travon Walker. The Walker would ultimately be your, your defensive end, although they might even try to, to line him up there at outside linebacker. This is a guy who is, is tremendously athletic. Um, I, I think that, you know, that's one of the things that, that definitely jumps out. You know, runs at 4-5, 140, um, you know, a 6 eight, nine, three cone drill, um, which was second only to uh, you know, Aiden Hutchinson. So the movement skills are absolutely there. So he could definitely be a guy that you also target at five. You know, even if Kayvon Thibodeau is there, maybe they end up going in that direction. Um, you know, Blake Martinez is back, adjusted his, his salary. He's a guy that just needs to stay on the field. Um, you know, take Crowder, um, start, you know, really coming in as a starter right now. Uh, Reggie Raglan, Bernardrick McKinney, Jalen Smith, all free agents. I think you, you basically, you know, you have to target both the inside and outside linebackers. And, and again, there are some inside linebackers to be had, whether it is Chanel or, or, or Chad Muma, potentially on, on, on day, day two, day three range. Damone Clark is still developing, but a guy who has a lot of upside, a tackling machine uh, later on day three. Uh, maybe even a, a DeMarco Jackson, possibly. Uh, and don't rule out Malcolm Rodriguez. You know, this is a guy who just has the instincts for days. Yes, he's 5'11". Yes, he is a converted safety, but th the dude can play. Um, you know, corner, I, I think corner is fine. You know, you've got, you know, James Bradbury, Adoree Jackson, Dan Darnay Holmes, Aaron Robinson, Rodarius Williams. Um, you do lose uh, Logan Ryan to the Buccaneers, but I still think they're in, in good shape at the cornerback position. Safety, you have Z uh, Xavier McKinney. Really what happens with, with Jabril Peppers is going to tell you whether or not they decide they're going to target a, a safety at some point in the draft. Um, you know, you do have Julian Love, Stephen Parker, Nate Ebner, you know, but I, I think if nothing else, targeting a third safety, even if Durville Peppers comes back, targeting that third safety is, someone, is something that you're going to be looking at. It's probably going to be a day three pick um, if if they have that, that starting spot shored up. So you know, when you're looking at, at some of those safeties that could be available on day three, um, 
you know, Kirby Joseph is a name that comes to mind. Maybe a third rounder, but possibly falling to, to the fourth round. Um, you know, Verone McKinley, you know, undersized, but a guy who has a ton of, of, of ball skills. I think of Wanye Thompson there out of Georgia Tech, um, you know, a big physical safety. Um, so there, there are going to be some guys that are going to be out there on day three for the Giants uh, uh, to target. So I think when it's all said and done offensively, um, you know, I think getting another, targeting another running back, I think they have to target a receiver. And then obviously that tackle position, I think that's really what they're going to be looking at at either five or seven. And then obviously getting that pass rusher, that's the other position really to keep an eye on at five or seven. Um, potentially targeting a nose tackle, like I said. Travis Jones, I think, would be huge for this defense. Um, and then, you know, possibly a, you know, well, definitely an inside linebacker, then possibly a safety as well. Um, you know, I think that's you know some of the direction that Gi- the Giants should be going. Uh, you move on to Philly, and w- with the Eagles, Jalen it's Jalen Hurts' team, at least right now. You know, they've got Gardner Minshew as as the backup, but it's Jalen Hurts' team, at, you know, at least for now. And you know, will the Eagles potentially bring in a a, a, a rookie? You know, I think if they do that, it's going to be late on day three. I don't know that they're really going to be targeting anyone, um, at least with this draft class. Um, Jordan Howard was a free agent, but look, this is where you know they've got Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gamewell, Boston Scott was re-signed. So I don't think Jordan Howard's coming back. You look at that receiver position, though, and I know that they just you know drafted Devontae Smith with three first-round picks, you know, 15, 16, and, uh, and 19. The Eagles, it, it would behoove them to to get another receiver. You know, get some more weapons around Jalen Hurts. Uh, you know, Jalen Rager's been a bust to this point as a first rounder from a couple of years ago. You look at Quez Watkins has been a nice surprise. J.J. Sega Whiteside, you know, just hasn't really panned out. Greg Ward was re-signed, so you you got to get some pass catchers in there. Um, you know, Dallas Goddard obviously is is a nice. Uh, weapon there, uh, you know, really a, a number two option behind Devonte Smith in the passing attack. Uh, you know, potentially another tight end in this draft class uh, to compete with Jack Stoll for that backup tight end spot. Uh, when you look at the offensive line, obviously you've got one of the best t- uh, tackles in the game in Lane Johnson on the right side. You've got Jordan Mailata and uh, and uh, Andre Dillard battling it out at the left tackle spot uh, at guard. Uh, you know, Land- uh, Landon Dickerson's manning one spot. You've got uh, Isaac Somalo um, at the other guard spot. Jason Kelsey's decided to come back. He's playing another year at least. Uh, you know, and so it'll be interesting to see what happens with, with Tyler Linderbaum. I know a lot of people are uh, worried about the, the shorter arms, really short arms for him. But look, he's still an athletic center. I think he's still in play, possibly at 19. Uh, but really, if you're looking at that offense, uh, you know, that receiver spot has to be one of the targets of their three picks in round number one. Defensively. This is where I think they're gonna you're gonna see quite a bit of focus. Yes, they brought in Hassan Reddick, um, you know, a, a guy coming home. This was a guy who played his, his college ball at Temple. Now he's coming back to Philly. You've got Brandon Graham, Derek Barnett. You know, really never panned out as as a first rounder. Um, I, I don't expect him to be back in Philly. Ryan Kerrigan also a free agent. So you've got Brandon Graham. You've got uh, Josh Sweat. Uh, you know, Hassan Reddick's there, but I think you need to get another pass rusher, whether it's Jermaine Johnson or, or George Karloftis. I think those are two guys that, that I could see coming to them at uh, either 15 or 16. Uh, defensive tackle, you know, Fletcher Cox ultimately was, was brought back. You've got Javon Hargrave that picked up Milton Williams. Martin Lentuli-Pelotu is also on that line. 
you know, I, I think you know you may see another D tackle brought in um, with this group. Um, that linebacker spot, T.J. Edwards, you know, an overachiever there. Um, you know, and then at outside linebacker, you've got Davion Taylor, uh, Jannard Avery is a free agent. Um, you know, Hassan Reddick, you know, coming in, it definitely helps. But the linebacker position, I think you're going to see multiple picks here. Maybe not in round number one. Look, they haven't drafted a linebacker in round one since, I believe, 1979. And I want to say it was uh, Jerry Robinson at the UCLA. Um, so I, I don't envision them taking a, a linebacker here, although when you've got Devin Lloyd sitting there and you've got N'Kobe Dean sitting there, uh, it'd be very tempting for for the Eagles to go after either one of those guys. Are they a true Mike in a 43 defense? Maybe not. Although, you know, that's really what, what you saw Devin Lloyd there at, at Utah uh, you know, for, for at least part of the season. And so it's going to be interesting to see you know exactly how all of this plays out for, for the Eagles there at, at, at that linebacker spot. You know, but don't rule out Devin Lloyd or N'Kobe, N'Kobe Dean, uh, likely, you know, 16 or 19. I think that that's really a, you know, a possibility. Um, you, know, you look at the cornerback position, that's another area. Uh, and I'm looking at, at Trent McDuffie, you know, and look, you know, if Derek Stingley happens to fall, because I think, you know, the consensus is, is that Ahmad Sauce Gardner is, is going to be a, likely a top 10 pick. He's not going to get past the Jets there at number 10 more than likely. So if there's, there's a chance that Derek Stingley falls, and if he falls to 15, expect the Eagles, they, they jump on that pick. But if not, then I think Trent McDuffie is the guy that you're going to see come off the board to Philly. And, you know, the reason why I look at, at Darius Slay, he's been the consummate professional. Uh, Steven Nelson's a free agent. They really need to, you know, Avante Maddox is, is the nickel. They need to, to get another guy that can go in there and play opposite Slay. And, and I think, you know, Trent McDuffie is absolutely that guy. Uh, safety, uh, you know, really kind of depends on what happens with Rodney McLeod. You've got Marcus Epps there who's, who's filled in. Um, but, you know, if Rodney McLeod leaves, then there's a chance you can see them go safety as well. Um, you know, this could also be potentially a spot where, where Matt Ariza uh, you could see him come off the board possibly in round six. Um, you know, look, you know, when you've got a guy that that's averaging 51.5 yards per punt, um, you know, changing the field position is, is something that you're definitely going to be thinking about. But if, if I'm the Eagles defensively, I've got to get get pass rush help. I've got to address that linebacker position and obviously that cornerback. So if we're talking about 15, 16, 19, if I had to guess, you, know, you go defensive end. Uh, or, you know, pass rusher, you know, possibly Jermaine Johnson right there. Uh, George Karloftis is the other name that I think will probably be there. Uh, you know, you could at, at 16 uh, potentially target a, a linebacker, like I said, with, with uh, Devin, Lo uh, Devin Lloyd and Nicobe Dean. But I, I think this is going to be a receiver. Um, and, you know, Drake London could be there. Uh, Garrett Wilson potentially could be there. Uh, and Chris Olave is another name. You know, I think Jamison Williams battling back from that knee injury. He may slide a little bit. The last name, Traylon Burks. And when you think about him, you think about a guy who could potentially be used a, a lot like uh, Debo Samuel. So you, know, you put him in an offense with Jalen Hurts. I think that would really be a lot of fun to watch as well. So don't, don't uh, rule that one out. Um, and then you know, at 19, Tyler Linderbaum, there's a possibility. But I, I, I think... 
you know, I'm looking at at Trent McDuffie. I think that's that's a guy that has to be going there. So, um, you know four positions that I could really see them going after and you know with with those three picks and you know I, I think Philly you know those three first rounders you have to hit on those on all three of those if you really want to uh, really move this franchise forward Washington Commanders first year with the commander name and uh, you know Carson Wentz is brought in as the quarterback didn't even have to give up their first round pick sitting there at number 11 um, so really that rules out taking a quarterback with that number 11 pick I think when, when Washington looked at these these quarterbacks they realized that they don't have a guy who's a bona fide you know guaranteed surefire franchise quarterback so they make the deal for Carson Wentz uh, they bring back JD McKissick in the backfield with uh, you know Antonio Gibson and, and Jarrett Patterson I think you're okay at that running back spot but receiver they need to get more receiver help you know Terry McLaurin, Scary Terry is there. They did re-sign Cam Sims. Adam Humphreys is a free agent. You've got Curtis Samuel, Deami Brown on the roster, but I think you could use a, you know, a little bit more firepower at that receiver position, possibly a bigger body. Antonio Ganey-Golden hasn't panned out. Christian Watson, possibility on day two. We'll, we'll, we'll see there. Uh, tight end, uh, you know, they lost Ricky Seals-Jones. You've got Logan Thomas. John Bates you know, was the guy who I think is going to see an expanded role, but look, you know, they, you've got the depth at that tight end spot. You know, I think day three, Washington could target a tight end there. Um, and then on the offensive line, you know, Char- Charles Leno, you've got uh, Samuel Cosme there. Uh, Cornelius Lucas is a free agent. I think they're going to have to target a, a tackle. I, I, I do at some point. Um, you know, you lose Brendan Scherf, you know, at the, at the guard spot, but you bring in Andrew Norwell. Some would argue that's an upgrade because Brandon Scherf has just been struggling with all the injuries. Wes Schweitzer uh, at the other guard spot. I think you're going to need to, you know, provide some depth at this position uh, as well. So I think all along that offensive line, I think Chase Rovier there at center, um, you know, they're, they're in good hands there. They've got some decent depth at the center position. So if I'm looking at the offense, receiver, tight end, and then both that, that tackle and guard need some depth. Um, when you look at, at defense, you've got Montez Sweat and, and Chase Young, the pass rushers with, with James Smith. There are a lot of names, Casey Tuhill, uh, William Bradley uh, Bradley King, Jalen Jelks, you know, a lot of guys that are associated with Washington right now, Shaka Tony. Um, could they bring in another pass rusher? Possibly, but I think they, you know, if anything, they should target a veteran pass rusher more than anything else with this group. D tackle, I think you're going to need to provide a little bit of depth there. Although, you know, Daniel Wise could potentially, you know, be inserted into a, a larger role, but I think you do need at least one defensive tackle. Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen are your guys. But Tim Settle, Matt Ioannidis, both gone. So I think you do need to get some depth there uh, on the interior of that defensive line. Uh, middle linebacker, you've got Jamin Davis. Milo Eifler's there as well. Uh, but outside linebacker, obviously, you know, you've got Cole Holcomb. John Bostic is a free agent, may not be back. So you need to get that another linebacker. Could you go linebacker at 11? Could we potentially see, uh, you know, Devin Lloyd, um, you know, go there and, and potentially move him to outside linebacker? Possibly even move him in, into the mic and move Jamin Davis, you know, outside? It's a possibility. But uh, when you look at that cornerback position, uh, Danny Johnson, Daryl Roberts, Torrey McTire, all free agents. You've got William Jackson, Kendall Fuller, Benjamin St. Just. I think there's a chance that you could, you know, if, if Derek Stingley is sitting there, um, I, I think that's the guy that you target to really round out that group uh, at that cornerback spot. And then at safety, you've got Cameron Curl, uh, you know, Bobby McCain, um, you know, Landon, Landon Collins was let go. I do think they're going to need to target a safety at some point 
some point if somehow Kyle Hamilton falls to 11. I think that's another guy that you're going to see them target. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. So defensively, if you're scoring at home, I think they do need to uh, you know, get a defensive tackle. I think they need to, need to address the linebacker position, corner, safety. Uh, so you know, I, I think there's some movement there with, with Washington. Um, you know, and look, they had a decent defense uh, a season ago. It was the offense that struggled. Now with Carson Wentz in there, you know, get some more weapons around him. Make sure that he's protected up front, and then really, you know, identify some of these key areas on defense. Moving on to the NFC North, and we're going to start with the Chicago Bears. You know, a team that uh, you know, obviously, you've got Justin Fields as your quarterback. Um, you know, Andy Dalton, you know, is a free agent, likely not back. So you're going to have Nick Foles more than likely as your backup. Um, you know, and then at the running back spot, I, I think they're they're fine. They brought in Darrington Evans uh, as a free agent from Tennessee uh, as kind of that third, fourth back with, with David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert, and uh, you know Ryan Nall already on the roster. Uh, so that just adds to that depth. Uh, you know, look, you know, Chicago doesn't have a first round pick. They they use that. Uh, in that trade with Justin Fields. So when you're looking at these, uh, you know, talking through this, you have to keep that in mind that, hey, you're really going to be talking about their, their draft starting on day two unless there's something that, that the Bears like that they might be able to trade back into round number one. But, you know, likely, at least starting out, we're talking about day two on. Uh, the receiver spot, obviously with Allen Robinson gone, Jakeem Grant gone, they, they needed some more firepower. They bring in Byron Pringle and Equinemius St. Brown. Both of these guys are are nice, uh, you know, nice gets, but they're they're guys who aren't going to move the needle at least in terms of being a, a wide receiver one. They've got Darnell Mooney there as well, who's still at best going to be a two or a, or a three. Byron Pringle likely, you know, hey, he could be a number two potentially, but he's not going to be a number one. Uh, they're on on day two. Christian Watkin, uh, Watson is a guy that I think if the Bears want to go receiver on day two that's going to be their guy um you know you look at tight end cole Komet, you know is going to be your starter you've got jimmy graham and jesse james free agents i think they do target a tight end uh likely on day three and when you're talking about day three tight ends we've been talking about this for a while but uh, you know a lot of the tight ends uh, you know daniel pellinger is a guy that i really like you know i think the blocking ability uh better athlete than a lot of people were giving him credit for uh you know charlie kolar is going to be there on, on day three james mitchell uh kate otten potentially either in that third fourth round range uh you know jeremy ruckert's another guy uh, you know that that's going to be there. I think you know when you're talking about the tight end spot. I think Trey McBride's going to be your number one guy. I think you got Greg Dulcich after that, um, and then it's really kind of up in the air. It's really you know what's going to fit. You know you might like it Isaiah Likely, a guy that's going to get vertical. You got Jake Ferguson out of Wisconsin. Um, you know really you know the jury's out with, with him. Some people love him, some people hate him. Uh, you know I think he's a good receiver, a good blocker. But a, a day three pick, uh, Jalen Weidermeyer is a guy who you know, I wanted to see more from him as a blocker. And then look, you know, when you're talking about a tight end with, with uh, you know, nine drops, eight or nine drops in uh, in 2021, that's just that's just not going to get it done. You know, I think that's one of the things that really shies me away from from Jalen Weidermeyer, which means his draft stock could come down, which means it may be right in, in where the Bears are, are ready to, to go after another tight end. Grant Calcaterra is another guy who I think could be available there uh, in, in round number four. 
Uh, when you're looking at the tackle position and really that offensive line in general, um, you know, Jason Peters is a free agent. I think you know they, they may want to bring him back. Um, you know, the question is going to be whether or not Tevin Jenkins, Larry Borum um, are, are ready for prime time. You do have Jermaine Effetti who, who has that position versatility to play both tackle and guard. Uh, you know, Cody Whitehair, uh, Luke Patrick was brought in as well to play that guard position. But losing James Daniels definitely hurts. You got Sam Mustafer at center, uh, potentially bringing a guy to battle Mustafer for that starting spot. I think you need to definitely add some depth uh, pieces here up front defense uh, on that offensive line. Defensively, you look at, at uh, you know Akeem Hicks. If you can't bring him back, that's obviously going to be an area you're going to have to replace him. When you look at this group, um, you know Eddie Goldman was let go as well. Um, Angelo Blackson right now starting in the nose. If we were to start today, Justin Jones brought in at defensive end. Uh, Marcus Hunt potentially as your defensive tackle. So obviously up front defensively, there are going to be guys that you're going to need to target uh, early. Uh, when you look at the linebacker position, Alec Ogletree, a free agent, Christian Jones, a free agent, Danny Trevathan's already gone. You do have Roquan Smith. So, uh, and Nicholas Morrow was brought in. Um, you know, Al-Kadden, uh, you know, Muhammad is there. Um, you know, you have Robert Quinn as a pass rusher. But look, you know, I, I think... You need to get some guys that can put pressure on the quarterback. You know, look at a guy like Nick Benito, who I think could potentially transition to a 34 defense and be just fine at that outside linebacker position. You know, at 6'3", 248, I think he would need to put on some size. Um, otherwise, um, when you look at, at Drake Jackson out of USC, another guy that I think would be a nice fit for the Bears, um, you know, if they're targeting that pass rush on day two. Um, you look at the cornerback spot. I think they're that's probably an area that they're they're not going to address at least early on. You've got Jalen Johnson. You've got Kendall Vildor. Uh, you know Duke Shelley uh, along there. There are a lot of young guys to this group. Uh, they may potentially uh, target a nickel. Uh, you know safety. Eddie Jackson. We know they're good there, but then Sean Gibson, Dion Bush are free agents. If they can't bring those guys back, then you could definitely see Chicago targeting a safety. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see exactly how that plays out for, for Chicago on that defensive side of the ball. I think up front, linebacker getting a pass rusher, there, there's really a lot of work to be done here in Chicago. Not having that first round pick definitely hurts. Um, but you know, I, I think you know we need to see some more movement from Chicago um, in in free agency. See if they can bring in another you know, veteran pass rusher and maybe a, another veteran up front uh, to kind of get things going. You move on to Detroit, and this is a team. Look, I know that they struggled mightily, uh, but this is a team that played really hard for Dan Campbell, and I think the future is bright for for Dan, uh, for Detroit. You've got Jared Goff sitting there as your quarterback, and. Uh, Look, I think he's a bridge quarterback. Yeah, I really do. I think ultimately what we're going to see is Detroit draft a quarterback. Is it going to be at two? Is it going to be Malik Willis? Some people think it will be, but I think that's a little bit too rich for, for Malik Willis. This is, this is a guy who needs to sit uh, you know, some con considerable time before he's ready. And I don't think he's quite the prospect that a Trey Lance is. That said, you do have Jared Goff in place. You can sit Malik Willis behind Jared Goff. Um, they have that pick at 32. They also have the 34th overall pick. You know, there are other holes. I don't know that you necessarily need to, you know, reach for a quarterback. Because, look, if you wait till 32 or 34, there's going to be Desmond Ritter. There's going to be Carson Strong, Sam Howell potentially out there, even, even Matt Corral. So depending on who they want to 
want to target at the quarterback position, I think you can wait and be just fine. Running back, you're set with De uh, DeAndre Smith, DeAndre Swift, and Jamal Williams. Uh, you know, you've got Jamar Jefferson, who I'm expecting to see an expanded role there. Receiver spot, they bring in DJ Chark. Uh, you know, I think he's going to be a nice pairing with Amon Ross St. Brown. Look, fourth round pick. Um, and, and look, when I look at this year's wide receiver class, I see Khalil Shakir, and he feels a lot like this year's Amon Ross St. Brown. Whoever ends up getting Khalil Shakir, and I'm not saying that it's going to be the Lions, but keep an eye out for him in, in, in 2022 as a potential breakout, much like Amon Ross St. Brown. You know, they did re-sign uh, Josh Reynolds and Khalif Raymond. Uh, Quintus Cephas still on the roster as well. Um, you know, I think they may end up targeting one more receiver into that group. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a, a team that looks after uh, you know Calvin Austin, possibly even uh, you know uh, Jahan Dotson there at 32. Um, at 34, you could potentially even see them going after uh, Christian Watkin, uh, Watson. Uh, tight end, um, you know, they brought in, you know, Garrett Griffin. They've got TJ Hawkinson, obviously, as, as their number one. Uh, there are a lot of guys up, uh, on the tight end spot, you know, on the roster. So I don't know that the Lions are going to look tight end necessarily. Um, they, they have Taylor Decker at left tackle, Panay Sewell, uh, the, the uh, draft pick from a season ago. Um, so he's he's penciled in at right tackle. Um, you know, Ty, Tyrell Crosby is a free agent. I think they may end up looking to get another tackle, more of a swing tackle, provide some depth. You look at that guard position, you've got Jonah Jackson, Halapuli uh, Vati Vitae, uh, you know, and then Logan Stenberg you know, might be okay there at the guard position. Frank Ragnow um, at, at the center spot. Um, I think really just depth uh, along the offensive line. That's probably what you know what you can see them looking at there. Um, you know, and then when you look up front, um, obviously they, they they went heavy in the draft with Lee McNeil and Levi Amuzurike. Uh, you know, Trey Flowers was let go, but you do have Michael Brockers on the roster as well. Um, I, I think getting another guy up front is going to be a, a priority for the Lions. Uh, you know, day two, possibly even early day three. Um, inside linebacker, they've got Derek Barnes. Eric Anzalone was was re-signed. Um, you know, but I think there's a chance that, that you could see the Lions target another linebacker. They do need to get more pass rush help. That's that's a given. Uh, you know, Charles Harris was re-signed, so that was huge. But I still think they need a, a pass rusher, and that was why Aiden Hutchinson was pencil, penciled in here for so long. At number two overall, I, I think you have to go with, with the next best pass rusher. And really the question is going to be, is that going to be Kayvon Thibodeau? I know that there's a lot of talk about whether or not there's the passion for the game there. But look, this guy uh, can get after the quarterback, ran that 4-5-8-40. I, I think he's heavier handed than people give him credit for. And then he has the, the, the bend getting after the quarterback. Now, this is a guy, either he or, or Trevon Walker has to be that pick there at number two overall. Um, you know, they need to get that pass rush help help out. Uh, you know, Charles Harris, they have the Aquora bro, uh, brothers, Romeo and Julian, to help out up front. But those guys really feel more like, uh, like role players. They need to get another guy in there to really help uh, take some of that pressure off Charles Harris. Corner, Okuda and Oruwariye, I think, are fine. Uh, but I think you could add some depth pieces there as well. You have uh, Ifatu Melifonwu um, as, as a backup, but I think getting another corner in there. And then you look at that safety position. You have you know, Tracy Walker, who was re-signed, Will Harris as well. Um, but I think safety, 
uh, is going to be another spot that I think you see the Lions target. Um, and we've talked about some of the guys that could be potentially out there, um, you know, early on day three. Uh, so if I'm the if I'm the Lions, you know, I'm looking at obviously that quarterback spot, likely with the 32nd or 34th overall pick. Whichever pick you're not using on the quarterback, you're taking a receiver, be it you know, Jahan Dotson, Christian Watson, George Pickens. Um, you know, I think all of those guys are going to be in play there for them. Um, get some depth pieces on the offensive line, and then you get turned to the defensive side of the football. Um, you know, I, I think you know you might get some depth um, on that defensive line, but that's going to be late on day three because you need to get pass rusher, pass rush help early and often. Whether it's Walker, whether it's uh, whether it's Kayvon uh, uh, Thibodeau, you could potentially even trade down. You know, if you're not happy with either of them, you're targeting, you know, covering a guy like a. Uh, Jermaine Johnson, possibly even George Karloftis, uh, you know, then you could trade down, get some additional assets because there are some other holes on this uh, on, on this Lions team. Um, you know, if you get that additional draft capital, there's a chance that you could see them trade down. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how things play out for the Lions as well. Which takes us to the Green Bay Packers. And Green Bay, I'll tell you what, Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's re-signed three years, $150 million, knowing that Devontae Adams was on his way out. So obviously, we know that he was, uh, you know, he, he's a Raider now. So when you look at the Packers, uh, you know, they, they need to get a receiver. You know, yes, you have the Raiders pick there at 22. You have your own pick later on. You need to target a receiver, uh, and whether it's Traylon Burks or uh, you know Jamison Williams, uh, Drake London potentially if, if he ends up sliding, Chris Olave. You need to get out of round one with a receiver. Marquez Valdez Scantling is a free agent as well. Equinemia St. Brown. Um, is no longer on the roster. So you have Alan Lazard, you have an aging Randall Cobb, you have Amari Rogers. You need to get, you know, I'm looking at Christian Watson, you know, potentially there on, on day two, what um, would be another guy. I think you end up seeing the Green Bay Packers double up. Now, I know that they haven't drafted a receiver in round one since Javon Walker, but I think this is the year to make that happen. Um, so if you're looking uh, who would be a, a receiver that they would target later on, uh, whether it's Ty Freifogel out of Indiana, uh, potentially on, on day three. Uh, you know, I, I think that's a, a, a realistic uh, get for them. I think you look at George Pickens, you know, the 6'3", 195 pounder out of Georgia. Uh, he'd be a guy on day two that I think they could target. Uh, you know, even Jalen Tolbert on day three, 6'1", 194. Um, I, I think those are all guys that I could potentially see uh, the Green Bay Packers going after, but they have to get, have to come away with some pass, uh, some pass catchers for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know, tight end, uh, you know, look, Mercedes Lewis, the Angels wonder is still there, but I think they need to get another tight end to groom um, to replace Mercedes Lewis. Um, offensive line, um, you know, Billy, uh, Billy Turner, Dennis Kelly, both free agents there at that tackle position. You've got uh, David Bakhtiari, uh, you know, Yash Nijman. So I, I think you definitely have to get a tackle, uh, you know, possibly a, you know, day two uh, offensive tackle is is my my guess. You know, I, I think it's probably what, what you would have to look at, uh, you know, whether it's it's Kellen Deesh, you know, who, who's possibly a, a, a day three guy, but still a guy who has a lot of upside. Um, 
you know, Abraham Lucas is, is a guy that I really like, uh, you know, guy who should be, uh, you know, an ascending prospect. Even Nick Petit Ferrer out of Ohio State, another guy that I think they could potentially target there on day two of the draft. And look, you know, Tyler Tyler Smith is a guy who I, I think is an ascending prospect, uh, you know, and, and another name to to watch out for as we move in, possibly late round one, but more than likely a day two guy. Uh, you know, and I think if, if he does fall to day two, Green Bay may, may be in play with him. Um, you look at Elton Jenkins and Royce Newman, Josh, uh, John Ryan at the guard, guard spot. Now Lucas uh, Patrick is gone. I think you need to get a guard as well. You know, I think that's another thing. And look, you know, when you're looking at this this, this draft class for the guards, whether it's Jamari Sawyer or, or Sean Ryan, uh, you know, Justin Schaefer, there are a lot of guards. You know, Chris Paul's a guy on, on day three that, that you could definitely target. There are a lot of guards that, uh, you know, I, I could see Green Bay definitely targeting. Um, center, Josh Myers, you're, you're good there. Defensively, can we get some help for Kenny, Kenny Clark, please? Please. You know, I, I think that's really one of the things. I think you target a receiver. You potentially go with with uh, um, you know, a, a guy up front. Marvin Leal doesn't feel like he's a round round one guy any longer. I think he's fallen to, to day two. Uh, you know, and so there's possible value for Green Bay if they decide to go after him on day two. Um, I think Logan Hall is is another guy that I'd like to see them potentially go after. 6'6", 283. Uh, he'd be very intriguing there playing alongside Kenny Clark. Tyler Lancaster is a, uh, a free agent. Dean Lowry up there. I think they do need to, to, to get a, an upgrade um, along that defensive line to help out Kenny Clark. Uh, you know, obviously Devonde, Devondre Campbell was, was brought back. Um, you know, Chris Barnes is there. I think he still needed to get another um, athletic inside backer to help out Campbell. And then you look at the pass rush help. You've got Rashawn Gary. You've got Preston Smith. You know, Whitney Merciless is on the roster. You know, um, you know now that Darius Smith is gone, he uh, well, he hasn't signed with Baltimore yet, but at least he's not on the roster currently. I think you have to think about getting another pass rusher. Um, you know, like I mentioned, you know, Drake. Drake Jackson and uh, Nick Benito are two guys that definitely come to mind that could fit in Green Bay scheme as well. Um, you look at the cornerback spot, and you've got Eric Stokes, you've got Jair Alexander, Rasul Douglas. Um, you know, I, I think they, if anything, they're going to be targeting a, a nickel. Um, I, I look at Chandon Sullivan. I thought he struggled. I think that's going to be a, an area that that uh, Green Bay needs to get better at. And then getting another safety in there to to play with uh, Darnell Savage, Adrian Amos, and look, Corey Bohorquez is a free agent. Again, I'm going to keep pushing Matt Ariza. That's a guy, fifth, sixth round. We we can see how punters can change the game and, and flip, uh, you know, flip that field. And, uh, you know, that, that field position is key. Matt Arise is a guy. Don't sleep on him. He's going to be a punter to, to watch out for uh, for years to come. Minnesota, Kirk Cousins back again. Kevin O'Connell decides, hey, Kirk Cousins is going to be my guy. He's got Kellen Mond as his backup. You've got your set at running back. You've got Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison, Kenny Wangwu. Um, wide receiver, I think you're okay as well with Jefferson and, and Thielen and Osborne. Smith Marset showed some flashes. You've got Olabisi Johnson as well at tight end. Tyler Conklin is gone. You've got Irv Smith Jr. who's taking over there. Christopher Herndon's on the roster, but I think again with his tight end depth, expect the Vikings to go after a tight end, possibly you know, more than likely on day three. 
Um, you look at the tackles, you got Christian Derisaw from last year's draft, Brian O'Neill at right tackle, but I think you need to get a, another tackle in there, especially if Rashad Hill isn't brought back. Guard spot, you've got Ezra Cleveland and, and Wyatt Davis, Dakota Dozier, free agent yet again. I think this time he's probably not brought back. So again, depth is going to be key up front on that offensive line, especially now as well. Mason Cole is gone. You've got Garrett Bradbury at center. Um, so the starters, I think you're okay, but you got to get some depth. Uh, when you look at defensively, you got to get some pass rush help. You know, you've got uh, Daniil Hunter um, and, and DJ Wonham, but I, I think you need to, you absolutely have to get another pass rush. If you're sitting there at 12, Jermaine Johnson's there. I think that's got to be your guy. Um, you know, you've got Harrison Phillips at, at D tackle. Um, Michael Pierce is gone, so Dalvin Tomlinson really emerges at, as the, the nose. But with Sheldon Richardson, a free agent right now, Jalen Twyman will be penciled in as a starter at defensive end. Um, so I think you know, up front, you've got to definitely address that defensive end position unless you're happy with, with where you're at with Twyman. Um, you know, I, I think you've got to definitely uh, get a playmaker there. You bring in Jordan Hicks to pair up with Eric Kendricks. I think that's nice. The question is, is whether or not Anthony Barr is going to be brought back. Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure that that's going to happen. Um, so getting Jordan Hicks is definitely a big win for them. Um, at corner, Patrick Peterson, Mackenzie Alexander, both gone. Um, so I think this is, you know, likely they may be brought back, but uh, they're free agents at least for now. So Cam Dantzler on the roster, Chris Boyd uh, as your your primary corners. So I, I think really at 12, if Derek Stingley is still available, that has to be the guy there at at uh, at 12. You know, there, there's still a chance that Sauce Gardner could come off the board at 12 but I think he's probably going to be gone by then which means Derek Stingley we're in prime territory for him and uh 12 hey you know what if you bring Derek Stingley in maybe you don't bring Patrick Peterson back safety Harrison Smith Cameron Bynum um you know Miles Dorn Josh Metellus you know there's a potential for another safety especially with Xavier Woods gone um so you know I think with the Vikings I think when you're looking at him, I think you need depth on the offensive line. Get another tight end now that Tyler Conklin's gone. And then you, you've got to address your pass rush in a corner. I think those are the two spots that you're looking at at 12. Whichever direction you don't go there, you're going to be targeting on day two right away. You've got to also get some help on the on the defensive line. And I think those are the spots, you know, really we should be expecting Minnesota to be targeting. Atlanta. Matt Ryan, still the quarterback. Sean Watson not there. So what what happens with Matt Ryan? We know he's an aging quarterback, 37 years of age. Uh, you know, he's he's still a guy who who can get it done. He can still spin it. And Atlanta wants him back. You know, they, they allowed him to potentially look at, at potential trade opportunities. But you know, the question is going to be what's going to happen here at Atlanta. You know, um, you know, could Indy look to trade for him? No, that's always a possibility. And then Atlanta eight potentially targeting a quarterback. I mean, it could happen, but I, I think in all honesty, it's probably not going to happen. I think if anything, what you're looking at with Atlanta is targeting a quarterback on day two. Um, and, and again, I've mentioned those names, whether it's as Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell, uh, Carson Strong. I think Carson Strong would be an interesting one there with Matt Ryan. Um, at the running back spot, you bring in uh, Damian Williams, you re-sign Cordero Patterson, Mike Davis. You know, and, and so you, know, you don't have that traditional running back, but you do have Cordero Patterson, who's been a weapon and, and proven. Um, receiver spot, obviously, at number eight. Uh, you know, if, if I'm Atlanta, my wide receiver one is Drake London. 
take Drake London to be your, your number one wideout because uh, Calvin Ridley suspended for at least 2022. Russell Gage also gone with the Tampa, which leaves Olamide Zacchaeus as your number one wideout right now. So you got to, you know, I think they're going to at least double up at the receiver position. And uh, I think Drake London would be a nice start. Imagine Drake London and Kyle Pitts. Uh, that, that's really a formidable duo. Uh, if you will. Hayden Hurst no longer on the roster, so I think you do see another tight end brought in. Likely a guy who can specialize uh, you know, in, in blocking, but also be able to catch some footballs out of the backfield. Again, Daniel Bellinger is a guy for me is kind of a, a sleeper if you will. So I, I think you know, mid to late day three, Bellinger could potentially be a guy there. I think you know Jake Ferguson could be another one. Um, you know, a, a solid blocker. Uh, when you look at the tackle spot, Jake Matthews was re-signed. You've got Caleb McGarry, um, but you know with J- Jason Spriggs, a-, a free agent, I think you could potentially see them target a swing tackle. Although Elijah Wilkinson was also brought in uh, at the guard spot. You've got Jalen Mayfield and, and Chris Lindstrom, um, and then Matt Hennessy at the center spot. Um, so I-, I think you're good at least with the starters. You can see them provide some depth. Um, defensive end, you know you've got uh, you know really up front defensively. You- you've got you know Grady Jarrett. Uh, to Quan Graham right now, Jonathan Bullard is a free agent. Um, you know, I think you do need to uh, help Grady Jackson out up front. You know, you've got Mike Pennell there in, at the nose tackle. Um, you, you need to get some other guys that can help Grady Jarrett really push the pocket. Um, you know, and obviously with Dante Fowler gone, um, you know, you only you know this is a team I think what 18 sacks I want to say off the top of my head, which you know, puts them down at the bottom you know of the of the of the league in pass rush so at number eight if you're not targeting a receiver and i don't know why you wouldn't um you have to get pass rush help you have to and so if you don't get a get a pass rusher at number eight uh then i I think on day two uh, if boye mafi is sitting there when you draft on in the second round then you have to jump at the chance to get get that guy he's someone who i think is athletic enough to play uh, you know either in a 4-3 or an outside linebacker in a 34 same with penn, uh, penn state's arnold abichetti these are two pass rushers who could come off the board in round one but i think if they are on day two atlanta you got to go with with one of these guys i think there's enough depth at the at the uh, edge rush that you can go receiver one and then round two go after a you know a, a pass rusher um, corner you're set there. AJ Terrell, you re-signed Isaiah Oliver. You've got K- uh, Casey Hayward, who's brought in as well. Uh, I think you're set there. Uh, Eric Harris and Deron Harmon are free agents. You've got uh, Richie Jack, uh, I'm sorry, Richie Grant and Jalen Hawkins. Uh, so though, you know, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But I, I think um, you know Grant Hawkins are two guys that could definitely fill in and, and take over those starting roles. And then uh, you know Young Ho Koo was re-signed one of the top uh, kickers and signed a, a big deal there for the kickers. Uh, you know, Thomas Morstead is a free agent. Again, another possible landing spot for Matt Ariza, just saying. Uh, but if I'm Atlanta, I double up at the receiver position. I get another tight end, get maybe some, some depth along the offensive line, especially a swing tackle if we don't bring Jason Spriggs back. Uh, Got to get some help on the defensive line absolutely a pass rusher target receiver pass rusher with your first two picks uh and then potentially look at another safety um if if at all possible which moves us to carolina and with carolina who's going to be under center 
you know, you've got, you know, Sam Darnold sitting there as your quarterback. You've got P.J. Walker as the backup right now. You brought in, had to bring in Cam Newton. So, so really, are they waiting until the 2023 draft class? You know, I know that Carolina has been kicking the tires with a lot of different uh, quarterbacks trying to make a trade. Could this be where Jimmy G goes? Uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. Baker Mayfield could potentially be wearing a Carolina Panther uniform. Um, you know, running back is a position that I think they'll be fine because obviously you've got Christian McCaffrey, Chuba Hubbard, Deontay Foreman was brought in as well to get some of those, you know, be that physical back. Uh, receiver, DJ Moore rewarded, you know, and so you have him, you have Robbie Anderson, you've got Terrace Marshall also signed uh, Richard Higgins away from Cleveland. So I think you're, you're set there at receiver. Tight end, Ian Thomas, Tommy Tremble are your top two guys there. I, I think you know, you're okay at tight end. Tackle, I'm really just addressing everything up front on, on the offensive line. You've got Brady Bo- uh, Bradley Bozeman at the center position. You've got Austin Corbett brought in at guard. Um, he'll likely play with Pat Elfline uh, along the interior of that line. And then uh, you know Cam Irving with, with Taylor Moten. Brady Christensen there as well in the mix. Uh, there's a lot of talk that maybe Carolina will go uh, after an offensive tackle here with this spot. I don't see that being the case. I, I really don't. I, I think this is ultimately going to um, be an area where you know I think they do address the offensive line at some point in the draft, but I think it's probably going to be day three. Um, when you look at the cornerback spot, this is where everyone is saying this is where Sauce Gardner is going to absolutely go. Dante Jackson was re-signed. You've got J.C. Horn. You've got C.J. Henderson. I know that's you know Stephon Gilmore and Rashawn Melvin are free agents, but when you look at you've got two for, two former first rounders in J.C. Horn and C.J. Henderson. You bring in that Don, and Dante Jackson as well. You know, could Sauce Gardner really solidify the group? Absolutely. You know, you're going back to back on that cornerback spot. You know, I, I just I don't know. You know, it's one of those, it would be a little bit of a head scratcher for me. Um, you know, when you look at things uh, on that defensive line, you've got Brian Burns, you've got Yutra Gross Matos, uh, Marquise Haynes uh, was re signed. Uh, you know, I think you could use another edge rusher there for sure. Um, you know, you've got Derek Brown up front, uh, Davion Nixon, Bravion uh, Roy, uh, but then you bring in Matt Ioannidis. You know, that's really that Matt Rule Temple connection getting Matt Ioannidis coming in. Um, you know, Shaq Thompson at linebacker. You bring in Damian Wilson and Corey Littleton. Um, you know, I still look at that middle linebacker spot. I wonder if Devin Lloyd uh, could potentially be on the table for Carolina there at number six. Look, Matt Rule, you think you're going, he's going one direction and then he pivots and goes in a completely different direction. So it, it, it's kind of hard to really say where Carolina is going to go. They could just go best player available, which could potentially be an offensive tackle, which would then mean you know, Brady Christensen likely kicks inside. Taylor Moten there at right tackle. Left tackle would be Charles Cross. You know, So I think that's definitely a possibility. Um, when you look at the safety spot, you got Jeremy Chin, Xavier Woods. You're solid there. Um, so I think, you know, addressing that quarterback position, figuring out what you're going to do there. I think you, you have to uh, potentially look at that tackle spot. You know, I, I think that is still a possibility. Um, you know, with Christensen, Elfline at the guard spot to team with, with Austin Corbett. Um, you know, they obviously recognize that the offensive line is a need area, so they're trying to improve that in free agency. Could they still go after a tackle? Notice they didn't sign a tackle yet, so that could be why Charles Cross is is a, a target there. And then at middle linebacker, just saying, there's a good chance that Devin Lloyd 
um, could be the guy there in Carolina when it's all said and done. Moving on to New Orleans, Jameis Winston back in play now that uh, Deshaun Watson is not there. Uh, so look for Jameis Winston to likely be signed there in uh, Dennis Allen's group. You know, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, they're on, um, at that running back spot. Uh, receiver, though, I think you have to target a receiver. Michael Thomas uh, you know, is great when healthy. Um, he'll be back, but then you have Marcus Callaway. You know, Traquan Smith is a, a free agent, as is Kenny Stills. Um, I think you need to get another receiver at 18. Traylon Burks could potentially be there. Uh, you know, even Chris Olave, those would be nice gets there for, uh, for New Orleans. Uh, you know, you've got Adam Troutman, Nick Vanette there at the tight end spot. I think another tight end. Garrett Griffin is gone, so I think another tight end, day three potential. Offensive line. If Teron Armstead is not brought back, then could left tackle move to the top of their needs? You know, I, I still think, you know, receiver is going to be a huge key, but I think protecting Jameis Winston's blind side, and I'm already going with Jameis Winston as, as their, their quarterback. Um, I, I think that has to be you know, priority number one. And so I, I think you ultimately look at, you know, Trevor Penning as a guy, although I think Penning is more of a right tackle. Um, you know, I, I think there's going to be those left tackles that you're going to have to have to keep an eye on in the first two days of the draft for sure. Um, Andrus Pete, Cesar Ruiz, Eric McCoy along the interior of that line, not worried about that there. Um, defensive ends, um, you know, they brought in Contavious Street to, to team there with uh, Cameron Jordan, Marcus Davenport, Peyton Turner. Um, they could potentially, you know, they've got uh, Tano Passanio and, and uh, Carl Granderson on the line as well. Uh, you know, I think defensive tackle, though, if, if you're going to look at the, the line where they're going to potentially target, you've got David Onyemata, um, Albert Huggins, Malcolm Roach. Uh, so I, I think adding another defensive tackle makes a lot of sense. If you look at that linebacker spot, I'd like Pete Warner um, to potentially fill that, that void left by, by Quan Alexander if he does leave in free agency. Um, team him up with Demario Davis, but I think you're going to need some depth there at linebacker. Zach Bond um, and Andrew Dowell are, are your really your only other linebackers um, with any experience. So I think the Saints targeting a linebacker. Then you look at that cornerback spot. You got Paulson Adebo and Marshawn Lattimore. Chauncey Gardner Johnson is he a safety? Is he a uh, a nickel? He can do a little bit of both. You got Ken Crawley, uh, Bradley Roby. I think they're okay at corner. Safety, you've got Marcus May that you brought in. You got Malcolm Jenkins, Chauncey uh, Gardner Johnson again. Um, so I, I think even though Marcus Williams was let, uh, was let go, um, you do have uh, Marcus May sitting there, uh, bringing him in, fills that void. So it really allows you to focus on some of those other spots. So like I said, defensive tackle, linebacker uh, on defense, and then obviously targeting a receiver and that offensive tackle spot if Teron Armstead is not brought back. And then obviously at the quarterback spot, uh, you know, Jameis Winston likely going to be the guy there. So you may be able to uh, move on from that quarterback spot. Although don't rule out the Saints targeting a quarterback at some point. Is this going to be where Kenny Pickett goes in round one? I don't think so, especially if they need a tackle. Then you also need to bring in another receiver. Um, but I could see the Saints uh, on, on day two target a quarterback. Sam Howell you know, is a name that I'll just throw out there. Um, Tampa. TB12 is back. Just after he's, you know, he announced his retirement, 
doesn't stay retired for very long, he's back. And then you saw the Tom Brady effect with, with you know, uh, obviously Chris Godwin getting paid. He gets his his money. Uh, Russell Gage brought in as that number three wide receiver behind Godwin and, and Mike Evans. Uh, Rashad Perriman's on the roster. You've got Tyler Johnson as well. Um, you know, and uh, even though Ali Marpet retires, Alex Kappa signs with Cincy. Aaron Stinney resigns. Ryan Jensen, the center, resigns. Um, and Carlton Davis, you know, at that cornerback spot. This is a deep draft at the cornerback spot. We haven't seen a lot of corners, uh, you know, making those, those those big deals. And I think, you know, with TB12 coming back, you know, I, I think Car- Carlton Davis said, hey, I think my best shot at, at, at getting uh, a deal done early on is if I re-sign with Tampa. Running back spot has to be addressed. Uh, you've got Keyshawn Vaughn on the roster, but look, you know, Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones second, Giovanni Bernard, all free agents. I think Tampa will be looking at, at that running back spot, potentially target a running back in the draft if they can't uh, bring some of these guys back. Although I, I can see because Brady's back, you can see at least one or two of those running backs re-signing. Um, receiver spot, I think you're set, you know, even with Cyril Grayson uh, stepping in as well, Jalen Darden, Scott, Scotty Miller, you're fine at receiver. Uh, tight end, if, if Gronk comes back, then I think you're okay. That tempers, you know, the need there a little bit because you have Cameron Braid as well. O.J. Howard is gone. He went to the, bu- uh, the, the Buffalo Bills. So I, you could potentially see them target another tight end. Um, I could definitely see that. You look at uh, that offensive tackle position. Donovan Smith, his play has kind of been up and down. I think you could potentially see them go after another tackle um, and and address that position at some point. Um, Shaq Mason, they traded for him. He's the guy who's familiar. Tom is is very familiar with Shaq Mason. Um, So I think Brady might have been um, in their ear bringing Shaq Mason over from New England. Aaron Stinney as well, um, but I could see Zion Johnson if he falls. You know, I don't see him falling. You know, this far. So I, I honestly think that they're going to target a corner. Um, you know, although you do bring in Logan Logan Ryan, Logan Ryan could potentially play safety, uh, fill that void that Jordan, Jordan Whitehead um, left when he moved on to uh, the Jets. So Logan Ryan at safety with, with Antoine Winfield. You've got Car- uh, Carlton Davis. You've got Sean Murphy bunting at the nickel. But you've got to get a corner to address you know, uh, J- Jamil Dean. I think you need an upgrade over Jamil Dean um, at that other cornerback spot. So I think this is an area that you could potentially see Kyler Gordon go. Um, you know, I, I think that's a name that uh, sticks out for me um, for Tampa. I think that'd be a nice pickup for them. Um, you, you've got uh, Joe Tryon and Shaq Barrett there at the outside linebacker spot, depending on what happens with JPP. And look, he, again, Tom Brady effect. He could come back, but if he is gone, I think you need to get some additional pass rush help. Um, Devin White, Levante David, you're set at inside linebacker, although you could use potentially some depth. Um, you know, defensive tackle with Raheem Nunez-Noches uh, backing up. Uh, Vita Vea, I think you're fine there. Defensive end, though. And Dominican Sue is a free agent. Um, Steve McClendon also a free agent. You've got William Golston on the roster, uh, but I think that defensive end spot's another area that's a key spot for uh, for Tampa to keep an eye out for. Tom Brady effect. Dominican Sue could very well come back, um, but you know I think that's 
still needs to play out. I think safety, you're okay because you've got Ryan Winfield and Mike Evans there. Um, so when we look at it, obviously that running back spot needs to be addressed. Uh, potentially another tight end, um, get a guard for sure, and uh, potentially another tackle, uh, depending on what happens on, uh, with, with Josh Wells, who can fill in there as, as that swing tackle. I think you need to get another tackle there, potentially challenge Donovan Smith for a starting spot. Defensively, get a defensive end. Um, I think you need to get you know some additional pass rush help if JPP isn't brought back. Get a, a corner to upgrade over Jamel Dean. Uh, you know, and really, if you're sitting there, uh, Tampa first round pick, I think corner's probably going to be your, your likely go-to. And then finally, we go to the NFC West, and we start off with the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray is there. He's still there as as the quarterback. I know there was some talk about some grumbling, you know, some dissatisfaction, the maturity, and all of that. Look, you know, they they, they hugged it out in, in Arizona. Steve Kime and uh, and. Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray. Look, Kyler just wants to get paid. You know, I think that's really you know what all of that was about. Uh, you know, Chase Edmonds is gone, but James Conner resigned. We got Eno Benjamin. I think they do target another running back in the draft. AJ Green is a free agent, may not be back. So you've got DeAndre Hopkins, you've got Rondale Moore, uh, Greg Dorch, and, and Antoine Wesley. So I think you do need to get another receiver. I know An- Andy Isabella was asking for a trade. I, I think you need to get a, a third wide out. You know, when I look at this team, whether it's uh, you know Calvin Austin, you know on day two, um, or or potentially a you know. John Mechie is another guy uh, that I've mentioned uh, in this podcast. Sky Moore is somebody that I could see them them going after. Wandale Moore, uh, Robinson, possibly. Uh, Justin Ross you know, could be a guy that you take a flyer on in, on day three. Uh, Jalen Tolbert's a nice get as well. Um, and then obviously Christian Watson, although Arizona may not be in play for him. Um, you know, on, on day two, uh, tight end, your set with Zach Ertz and Max Williams, both re-signing. Um, offensive tackle, DJ Humphreys, Kelvin Beecham. I think you're you're solid there. Guard position, I think you got to get an interior lineman. Zion Johnson could, but this could potentially be his landing spot because he has that versatility. Um, you know, Rodney Hudson's set there at the center spot. Justin Pugh at one guard spot. I think you definitely need to, uh, you know, he could be your, potentially your swing tackle. He can fill in that tackle in a pinch, but uh, be that other guard, you've got to be able to protect Kyler Murray. That's one of the things that he really wants is to get that investment. Um, and so I, I think that's a, uh, a good possibility that they go offensive line in round one. And if Zion Johnson is there, I, I think you'd have to, he'd have to be the pick. Uh, defensive end, look, J.J. Watt, you know, can he stay healthy? That's really going to be the big question. I think you're going to have to, to target another defensive end. Michael Dogba was re-signed, but I still think you need to target another defensive end. You've got Zach, uh, Zach Allen, Lecky Foto at defensive tackle. Um, you know, with Cor- uh, Corey Peters, a free agent there at the nose. Uh, you know, Rashard Lawrence is, is the backup there. If they don't bring Peters in, I think you still need to shore up the, the middle of that line. Uh, Travis Jones would be a nice get if you could land him there on day two of the draft. Um, you know Isaiah Simmons, Zayvon Collins, um, the inside backers. You know you, you've used first-round picks. You know the last couple of seasons on these guys. So I think that linebacker spot is set. Chandler, Chandler Jones leaves, 
and uh, you know, you've got Marcus Golden and, and Devon Kennard, but I think you do need to address that pass rush. You need to get another edge rusher. Uh, the cornerback spot, I, th- I think you're probably set with Marcus, uh, Marco Wilson and Byron Murphy. But with Robert Alford, a free agent, may not be back. Yes, you did bring in Jeff Gladney, who's had some issues off the field. I think another corner. Um, you know, if they don't go after an offensive lineman there uh, in round number one at 22 overall, I think corner is going to be a, a spot. Whether it's it's Trent McDuffie or uh, potentially Kyler Gordon as a guy to go after. Um, there are a few other names to, to keep an eye out for. I, I don't think that that Roger McCreary is going to be a guy um, that would be in consideration at this point. Um, but Kyer Elam out of Florida is 6'1", 191, ran a 43940. I'm higher on him than a lot of people. I think he might be that that guy that uh, you know is sitting there in that you know top 20, comes off the board in the top 25, and I think Arizona, you know, that would make a lot of sense there as well. Safety, Jalen Thompson, Buda Baker. I think you're set there. Um, so. If I'm Arizona and I'm looking at this, I think you got to target another receiver, uh, you know, especially if AJ Green doesn't come back. You got to get the interior of that line really shored up. Um, you know, on the defensive side, get that off that defensive line really solidified. I think you need to, to get another pass rusher as well, and uh, potentially a, a corner uh, to team up with Marco Wilson and, and Byron Murphy. Um, but like I said, I, I think guard pass rush help and corner probably their their key areas that they're really going to need to focus on which takes us to the defense defending champs the la rams and you know they they do have five compensatory picks which will be nice um but again there won't be a first or a second round pick this is a team that really look less need believes in um you know f the, the draft picks, if you will, and um, makes the trades, makes the deals happen. You know, you've got Matthew Stafford as your quarterback, signed that four-year, $160 million deal. Um, you know, the, the running back spot, Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson, can they stay healthy? Sonny Michelle's a free agent. Maybe they, they dip their toe in the water and look after another running back as well. You've got Jake Funk on the roster. You know, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Now that Allen Robinson's on the roster, Robert Woods was expendable, so he was traded to Tennessee. They needed a number two t- uh, wideout. That's where he goes. Odell Beckham Jr. still in play. Um, you know, obviously he's he's battling that knee injury, um, but I could see him coming back to LA. You've got Cooper Cup, obviously the the Super Bowl MVP as your number one. Van Jefferson sitting there right now as your number three. Tutu uh, Atwell needs to really, you know, he's got to make a, a jump in his play if he's going to see the field with this group. Uh, tight end spot, I think you're fine. You got Tyler Higby uh, Ken, uh, with Kendall Bland and Bryson Hopkins stepping up in the playoffs and uh, and the Super Bowl in, in Hopkins' case. Uh, with Andrew Whitworth retiring, Joseph Nobu moves in at left tackle with Rob Havenstein at right tackle. You've got Alaric Jackson as kind of your swing tackle there. Um, may end up deciding to go after some some offensive line depth, especially now that Austin Corbett's also gone. You do have uh, David Edwards, Bobby Evans, the, the converted uh, tackle out of Oklahoma becomes your, your starting uh, guard in, in, in place of, uh, of Austin Corbett, but I think you do need to get some depth along that offensive line. You've got Brian Allen re-signed there at the center spot, so I think you're okay there. Along the defensive line, obviously you've got you know the best player in the game, arguably, in, in um, Aaron Donald. 
Greg Gaines at nose tackle. This is a guy who um, I was a big fan of when he was coming out of Washington. Um, big, physical, and more athletic than I think people give him credit for. You've got um, Ashawn Robinson. We saw what he meant for the for the run defense. But look, with, with Sebastian Joseph Day uh, leaving in free agency, they have Ernest Brown the fourth, who's going to be counted on more uh, this next season. Uh, you got Bobby Brown the third on the roster as well. You may bring in one more guy to this group. Uh, when you look at the inside linebacker spot, you've got Ernest Jones um, and uh, and Traven Howard. But look, you've got to get an upgrade over over Troy Reader. That's really a guy for me that um, I, I thought was definitely exposed. You saw that um, you know play and you know play after play um, at, at the at, at that level. Um, especially in the playoffs, it was one of those things that it just it was it was ugly. Um, he was definitely exploited, um, was out of position, missed tackles. So I think you need to get another inside backer to team up with Ernest Jones. Um, and if I'm the Rams, I do everything in my power to try to bring in Bobby Wagner. If you can get Bobby Wagner and Odell Beckham Jr. signed, then I, I think you've got you know really. Obviously, you've also you know shored up you know getting Allen Robinson at receiver, and uh, you, you've locked up your your franchise quarterback Matthew Stafford. But if you can also get Bobby Wagner and get uh, OBJ signed, then I think that's a huge victory there for the Rams. With Juan Miller no longer on the roster and Obo Okoronkwo also gone, uh, you've got Leonard Floyd. There's going to be a, an increase in, in playing time potentially for Terrell Lewis and Chris Garrett, but I think they do need to get another pass rusher up front. So I think that's something to keep an eye out for as well. And then you look at that cornerback spot. You've got Jalen Ramsey, Darius Williams. I thought it was another guy. You know, he was targeted quite often because teams were throwing away from Jalen Ramsey. He was burned quite a bit. Uh, so he moves on to Jacksonville, though. And, and you look at, at David Long as kind of the guy that steps up along with Robert Rochelle potentially see another corner brought in especially if Dante Dion a free agent ends up leaving that safety spot just riddled with injuries and that's why Eric Weddle had to come in but look he's retired and he's gone so you look at Taylor Rapp and Jordan Fuller and Nick Scott and, and Terrell Burgess I think you're okay at the safety position um, Matt Gay your kicker but then Johnny Hecker was let go Matt Ariza going to mention it yet again uh, imagine you know you, you leave you know one of the more consistent punters with, with John, Johnny Hecker potentially bringing Matt Ariza I think that'd be huge for the Rams if they're able to do that uh, you imagine him flipping the, the field there um, you know and you get Aaron Donald bearing down your you know your, your neck inside the 10 yard line I, I think it's something for the Rams to consider there as well uh, so if I'm looking at things, uh, if they don't get OBJ, then I think you do potentially look at another receiver. Um, obviously some depth along that offensive line for sure. Um, I think you get another guy up front defensively. You have to target an inside backer, um, get some pass rush help, um, maybe another corner. Uh, but look, the Rams don't have very many picks. Um, so you know you could potentially just see them go with the best player available. But uh, that defense, you know, the offense, there's a lot of firepower there, so I think defense is going to be a big target for the Rams um, in the draft. San Francisco 49ers, what's going to happen with Jimmy Garoppolo? I think Indy, you know, we, we talked about it, Indy, Carolina, you know, are definitely targets potentially, even, you know, maybe Atlanta, you know, although, you know, with Matt Ryan likely there, I think they're probably going to bring in a younger guy. Um, you know, Trey, it's Trey Lance's team, it's just a matter of where Jimmy Garoppolo is going to end up going. 
Um, Elijah Mitchell was a, a huge breakout star. Um, he's going to be your, your starter there. Raheem Mostert is gone. Um, you know, off to uh, to Miami. Jeffrey Wilson is a free agent. So you've got Jermichael Hasty that they re-signed. They've got Trey Sermon. I think you may see them go after another running back because, look, this is a team that likes the running back by committee. Um, receivers, obviously Debo Samuel emerged as a, a superstar. You've got Brandon Ayuk there as well, Jawan Jennings, so a nice threesome there. You've got Travis Benjamin, Ray Ray McLeod. Um, you know, but I think you, you could potentially see them go after a receiver on day three. I think that's a possibility. Um, George Kittle needs some help at the tight end position. Um, you know, Charlie Werner, I, 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 I just, you know, Ross Dwelly is a free agent. You know, Jordan Matthews, they, they need another tight end. And I think this is going to be the draft that they'll be able to target that. We've mentioned a lot of the tight ends. Um, you know, Kate Otten is just a name that really sticks out to me as, as a guy that I can see the Niners going after targeting potentially on day two. Um, offensive tackle spot, you've got you know, Trent Williams, you've got Mike McGlinchey. I think you're okay there, although you could provide some depth behind them. The guard spot, you've lost Lakin Tomlinson. Tom Compton's gone as well. So it was Justin School and, and, and Daniel Brunskill, um, Aaron Banks, Col- uh, Colton McKivitz. Um, you know, there could be potential for depth uh, at that position. Uh, so Jake Brendel's backing up Alex Mack. Uh, you know, Alex Mack is the veteran there up front. He's another guy that you could potentially see at some point. Do we need another center? It's a possibility that we could see them target a center at some point. Um, you know, when I think about centers, I think about Luke Fortner as a guy there on, on day three that you could potentially see them going after. Cam Jurgens is another guy. Um, you know, if they're looking to ultimately prepare for life without Alex Mack up front. You do have on, on defense, obviously you've got Nick Bosa and D Ford. Uh, Samson Ebukam was brought in from the Rams. Uh, Jordan Willis, though, Arden Key, free agents. Um, so you could see them go after another defensive end um, at some point. Uh, Javon Kinlaw and Eric Armstead there at defensive tackle, but with DJ Jones and Contavia Street leaving, I could definitely see them targeting another defensive tackle. Um, you look at that middle linebacker spot, you've got Fred Warner. Uh, they, they signed Oren Burks as well, so I think you're, you're fine there. But at outside linebacker, you know, you've got Dre Greenlaw, Aziz Alshire. I think you need uh, to, to address at least some depth there at that linebacker position, unless you're, you're looking at Oren Burks potentially playing outside. But still, you know, they're, they're out, they've got some athletes there at that linebacker spot, but I think they need some more depth. Cornerback, you know, I think this is an area that they definitely have to target. Um, K1 Williams, Jason Verrett, Josh Norman, Dante Johnson, all free agents. They did bring in uh, Traverius Ward, which was a nice start. You've got Emmanuel Mosley there as well, but I think they do need to get some cornerback help. Safety, look, Jaquesky Tart, you know, may never be brought back after that dropped interception. there against the Rams that would have you know, really sold things for them. But you've got George Odom that you brought in as a free agent. You've got Jimmy Ward, Talano Hufanga as well. Um, you know, they could potentially look after another safety just to, to provide some additional depth there. So if I'm the 49ers looking at things, uh, potentially another running back, um, definitely another tight end, get some depth there along the offensive line, especially along the interior. Um, get another defensive end if you're not bringing back Jordan Willis or Arden Key. Um, some help, uh, some depth in the defensive tackle spot. I think linebacker, you definitely need to get another guy in there. Same goes with, with that cornerback spot. Which then takes us on to the Seattle Seahawks, a team obviously 
big movers and shakers with, with the trade of Russell Wilson to Denver. You bring in Drew Locke, who's going to be your quarterback, likely going to be your, uh, you know, kind of a stopgap um, and, and kind of be that filler until you ultimately figure out who your quarterback is going to be, whether it is Baker Mayfield as that potential. Uh, you know, I, I think you, know, you could also see uh, Pete Carroll stay with, with Drew Locke for now and then ultimately target quarterback in next year's draft, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young. You know, I think there's the potential is absolutely there. These are guys that are from California. Look, Pete Carroll, even though he's up in Seattle, still, you know, from his, his time with the with the USC Trojans, has, a, you know, th- those connections with, with a lot of the, the schools there in Southern California. So, you know, I could definitely see that being a, a you know, potential for them. I don't see Seattle targeting a quarterback at number nine running back you've got you know chris carson rashad penny this is kind of a uh, you know a, a unit that was running back by committee alex collins is there as well uh, adrian peterson was on the roster um, you know maybe another running back um you know on day three potentially um you look at dk metcalf you've got tyler lockett freddie swain um you know Dwayne eskridge um but the rest of the, the receiver group, I think they need, they may bring in another receiver to kind of push that that group. Um, tight ends. Noah Fant was a part of that that trade with Denver. Will Disley was re-signed, so I think they're set at the defensive t- uh, the, the tight end position. But you look at Dwayne Brown and Brandon Shell. What's going to happen at that offensive tackle spot? Because right now you've got Stone Forsyth and Jake Curran as your your starters if you were to start tomorrow. So I, I think. If you re-sign those two, that at least helps the situation. But I, I think, you know, looking there at number nine, that offensive tackle position may be in play. You know, if, you know, and we expect uh, Evan Ingram, we expect Iki Aquanu. I'm sorry, not Evan Ingram, Evan Neal, Iki Aquanu, Charles Cross, all to be off the board. Trevor Penning, possibility. Uh, so it, it's going to be interesting um, there, if Dwayne Brown and or Brandon Shell aren't brought back, I think at number nine, offensive tackle is absolutely in play. You look at that guard spot, you've got Damian Lewis, Gabe Jackson, Phil Haynes. I think you're okay there. Austin Blythe was brought in as your center. Um, and then you look at that defensive end position, um, you know, in that 34 defense, you, you've got, uh, you know, Shelby Harris, who's going to take over that that position there. But I think you need to get some help. Uh, you know, Robert Kimdichie, uh, you know, Carlos Dunlap, Kerry uh, Hyder, all free agents. So I think you have to target that defensive end position. You look at defensive tackle, you've got Quinton Jefferson and Al Woods up front. Puna Ford is going to be your nose tackle. But I, I do think you need to add some depth, if nothing else, which takes us to the Leo. Man, you know, Rasheen Green is a free agent. You've got Alton Robinson sitting there as well, but I think you do need to address that pass rush. You know, and I'm looking at, at Jermaine Johnson. I think that'll be a, a huge win if they could end up bringing in Jermaine Johnson there. Um, that'd be a nice get there at that Leo spot. Uh, middle linebacker with Bobby Wagner gone. Um, I, I think you have to get a, a, a linebacker. Is it going to be at nine? Um, it, it's possible. I could, you know, potentially see them. You know, Pete Carroll loves. Pac-12. So I think if this is going to be a middle linebacker, we could see them take Devin Lloyd. I think that's kind of the, you know, where I'm starting to lean a little bit more. 
with them. You know, just knowing Pete Carroll, how he is. He brought in uh, Uchenna Nwosu from USC. Um, he's got Cody Barton as a backup linebacker there as well. Uh, ben Burke Curvin from uh, from UW. Um, you know, Jordan Brooks was a tie, was a, a first round pick at that linebacker spot, and he's somebody that I, I think when you look at that, it's it's interesting, right? Um, you know, Jordan Brooks was kind of out of left field. Um, people weren't really expecting him to come off the board um, at that spot. I, I think Devin Lloyd, people aren't necessarily expecting him to be that number nine overall pick, but it feels like a Seattle pick, uh, you know, if, if I ever saw one, uh, because there is enough depth at, uh, at edge rusher for them to say, okay, we'll target that in, uh, in round number two and go after our, our inside backer. Uh, right there, especially when you lose a guy like Bobby Wagner, who's been kind of the heart and soul of your defense uh, for the you know for for a decade. Um, when you look at that that cornerback spot, um, you know you've got Artie Burns that was brought in to really take the place of, of DJ Reed, Trey Brown, City Jones, Marquise Blair. Um, you know I, I think you know, you can see Seattle target a corner at some point. Uh, safety position, obviously, with Jamal Adams, Quandre Diggs, Marquise Blair has that versatility to also play safety. Um, you know, I think you're fine at, at the safety spot. So if I'm Seattle and I'm looking at things, I think you know just adding some depth at running back and receiver makes some sense. Obviously, we have to target that offensive tackle position. Um, you know, if we can't get Dwayne Brown and Brandon Shell signed, I think that has to become a priority. Um, up front defensively, um, I think you have to definitely add some depth there. Getting Shelby Harris in the trade uh, absolutely helped the, the you know from a um, you know, that starter potential, but I think you still need to add some depth there. Pass rush help is, a, is definitely at a premium. Even if you do re uh, resign Rasheem Green, you have to get somebody to uh, help at that Leo spot. Middle linebacker, if Devin Lloyd, I'm telling you, that feels like a Pete Carroll uh, and John Schneider pick. Uh, Pac-12 ties as well. I could definitely see that happening. And then, uh, you know, maybe some help at, at outside linebacker, although with Brooks, Duosu, Taylor Barton, I think they'll, they should be okay. Um, so that, that's really kind of where I see Seattle going, at least as of right now. Um, I, honestly, they could go quarterback, but I think they they go with, with Drew Locke and they wait on a quarterback and target one in the 2023 draft. Uh, it just it feels like that's, that's the direction that they're going to go. But you know, I could be wrong with that, but it just it feels like that could absolutely be what's, what's in play here. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. So after a week of, of free agency, we've taken a look at the AFC and the NFC. So now it's really time to start diving into the positions and talking about my top 10 at each position, along with some other guys to definitely keep an eye out for. So we'll start breaking down each of the positions, what they look like. And we'll also get into my mock draft as well, um, which is going to be released here shortly because now that we've had free agency into play, I can really start honing in on what I expect that first round to look like. And once I get the first round going, we'll start getting into rounds two, three, four, and beyond. But first things first, we'll definitely start targeting some of the offensive positions. So we'll take a look at quarterback, obviously the skill positions on the offensive line before we talk about the defense, and we'll get through the edge rushers, uh, the interior linemen, linebackers, and into the secondary. So... Lots to come, obviously, leading up to the draft 
end of April. We've got a lot to cover, so expect some podcasts to start coming out fast and furious. I'm excited. I hope you are as well. So until next time, this has been the Ready for the Draft podcast. I've been your host, Greg Schutz. Make sure you check out readyforthedraft.com for all of my up-to-date rankings and for my next mock draft. And until next time, everyone, take care, have a great week, and I am 